0: Hey, Joel. What up? Would you say that companies find it hard to attract the right candidates to apply for their jobs? Well, Jobs to Careers thought so. (laughs) Jobs to Careers? You mean Talroo. Talroo? Yeah, Talroo. T-A-L-R-O-O. What is that? Like
1: a cross between talent and a kangaroo?
0: (laughs) No, it's the cross between talent and recruiting. But Taoru was focused on predicting, optimizing, and delivering talent directly to your email or ATS. Uh Aha. Okay. So it's totally data driven talent
1: attraction, which means the Taoru platform enables recruiters to reach the right talent at the right time and at the right price. Okay. So that was weirdly intuitive. But yes. Guess what the best part is? <laughs> let me uh, let me take a shot
0: here. You only pay for the candidates Talru delivers. Holy shit. Okay. So, you've heard this before. So, if you're out there listening in podcast land and you are attracting the wrong candidates, and we know you are, Mm -hmm. or you feel like you're in a recruiting hamster wheel and there's just nowhere to go, right? You can go to talruh.com slash attract. Again, that's talruh.com slash attract and learn how Talru can get you better candidates for less cash or... Just go to
1: chadcheese.com and click on the Tauru logo. I'm all about the simple. You are a
0: simple man.
2: Love yes, the precious. Yes,
1: <laughs> yes, precious. Yes. Like Shark Tank? Then you'll love Firing Squad. Chad Soash and Joel Cheeseman are here to put the recruiting industry's bravest, ballsiest, and baddest startups through the gauntlet to see if they've got what it takes to make it out alive. Dig a foxhole and duck for cover, kids. The Chad and Cheese podcast is taking it to a whole other level. Hey, what's up, boys and girls? We have a special treat on Firing Squad uh, this month. Oh, yeah. Doug Berg, welcome to the show. If I can find the applause button. Uh, Doug, as many industry uh, experts, professionals, long timers know, uh, the guy behind Techies, the guy behind Jobs to Web, uh, has is sitting on a pile of money as we speak because he sold those companies. Uh, Doug, welcome to the show. We're going to talk about your new company, Zap
0: Info, today.
2: Love to be here, guys. Thanks for having me back. I feel like a throwback to the mid '90s. This is awesome.
0: <laughs> yeah, no, t- dude. This is totally. This is totally a high school reunion. You know that, right? <laughs> All three of us, like half drunk off our ass at the bar. Uh,
1: we, we are all sober, by the way. I'll, uh, I'll, I'll add that to the, uh, to the, to the, to the show. Um, Chad, you want to read the rules and we'll dive right
0: into it? Yep. Okay, Doug. So you're going to have a two-minute pitch for Zap Info. At the end of two minutes, you'll hear the bell. Then Joel and I are going to hit you with rapid-fire questions. Uh, if your answers aren't concise, Joe's going to hit you with crickets. Which means uh, you need to tighten your game up Move getting along. We're getting bored around here um, At the end of Q&A You're going to get judged Either with big applause Which means you have exceeded expectations Well are on your way Golf clap <laughs> You're on your way But you got some work to do Or the firing squad Take your shit and go home Because that's, uh, that's not what you want to hear So that's the firing squad Uh, time to buckle up and pitch. Joel, start that timer, big boy. You ready, Doug? I'm ready. Let's do it. You're on.
2: Awesome, guys. Well, I'm excited to tell you about Zap Info. Which is a tool that we've created that is, instead of an artificial intelligent tool, we're an information automation tool. So instead of AI, we're IA. And the reason we built this thing is because recruiters are bogged down with still too much busy shit every single day. They're burning cycles, either posting jobs or uh, trying to grab resumes and contact information. They're using 87 tools to try to get the information they need. They're bundling that crap up. They're sending it into management. Like, all of these tools are going crazy right right now, and everyone's got a career site and an ATS and a CRM and a recruitment marketing platform of which I founded part of the business, but none of these systems really at the end of the day talk to each other. So we wanted to build a single tool that would really help bring true productivity to the recruiters, right? They can use Zap Info to instantly zap contacts and profile information, put it into any of their applications basically share that data across all of their applications and then instantly find the direct contact information. It actually has a huge enrichment capability that instantly finds the LinkedIn, Facebook, Twitter, identity information, kind of like what Connectifier used to do, but it's in a very simple and easy to use tool that any recruiter can instantly start using right away. So we're being rapidly adopted by hundreds of companies and thousands of recruiters to literally give them hours of their time back every day and to also help track and measure their sourcing costs because no one seems to know exactly how much productivity a recruiter should generate on a daily basis or how many hires they're getting out of their expensive sourcing tools. So we actually close that loop as the recruiter's using the tool, marry the source data with the spend data, and finally at the end of the day can help companies maximize and measure how their sourcing teams are operating on any given
1: day. Boom! And where can they find, find out more, Doug?
2: They can go to zapinfo.io or zapinfo.io app and be able to even use it for free they can come down and download the tool and give it a whirl uh to be able to uh, see if it's going to be something that can work for them in their application
0: all right he's all yours Chad. that's good shit so who at the end of the day has become your target market is it the staffing agencies rpos or are you really going straight at ta with this
2: we're going uh to anyone that's doing, you know, recruiting, mostly going after larger sourcing teams, right? So a lot of our earlier customers are big companies like the Best Buys and uh, United Health Groups and those folks. But we also work with a lot of these uh, RPO groups like Titus and Paired Sourcing and a lot of those guys that are really doing that deep sourcing uh, contract and lead generation and qualification capabilities. But our tool can take literally hours of work and make it just a few clicks. So uh, they're really good users as well as a lot of the big staffing firms and agencies.
0: So at this point, I mean it's like anybody. Anybody who wants to use ZapInfo, come at us. But from your standpoint, and I know, I understand, if money's coming in, who cares where it's coming from? But from your standpoint, from a, from a marketing standpoint, from an outreach standpoint, from a sales standpoint, who are you targeting as priority?
2: Yeah, I mean those, uh, from an inside out go-to-market, we are targeting kind of the larger corporate, larger staffing and, and RPO groups. Gotcha. Um, the other thing is, we're, we're we're we're, partnering. So we're actually working as a companion application for almost all of the ATS systems, as well as recruitment, marketing, and CRM applications who maybe used to have an application that could do a lot of this stuff, but for whatever reason, they they haven't been able to continue utilizing those or they didn't have the facility that we have. So in a lot of cases, they're actually bundling us together uh, with their tools because we kind of act like a MuleSoft or Zapier type of an application, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, we mitigate the need for you to have this six-month, $100,000 integration between your CRM and ATS, because we literally make it two-click easy for people to share the information between those systems. So it's an instant-on thing. We actually can either work partner strategic with those firms, or we can just work without them, because I don't know if you guys remember how hard it was to get the Taleos and the other guys to oh, actually yeah. do integrations and stuff. Yeah. I just finally got to the point, like, I can't believe these systems don't talk to each other. So we actually built, instead of an API, we built what we called a BPI, which is a browser protocol interface that allows people to instantly and automatically fill in using the sometimes horrible and crappy interfaces <laughs> that are on these systems. The Zap Info tool can learn it and instantly automate it. So in one mouse click, you're filling this data point out, sometimes saving a recruiter 20 to 30 minutes uh, of time, which... We've talked to so many talent leaders, you guys, and they literally – their biggest problem uh, is – not having users using the systems that they're working with. So they're literally back to using spreadsheets, using Google Sheets, sending emails, and doing everything except using the very applications that we're supposed to bring productivity. So by solving that, we actually can help their investments in these applications become fruitful again, because we actually take them from crappy to what we call zappy, uh, where they can... <laughs>
1: oh,
0: <laughs> oh that was, Yeah, oh, you had me until that one, Doug. Oh, you you had me until that one. Oh, Jesus. All right,
1: man. I'm a marketing guy. <laughs> Doug, Doug, I want to I uh, talk about some news items that, that came through recently. You, you are officially now the artist formerly known as Web Clip Drop. I don't know if it's something in the water in Minneapolis where Prince is from, but uh, this is something that you guys have done recently. So talk about the name change. Why Zap Info? Uh, why the .io at the end as opposed to .com? Um, and you also got a little bit of money uh, to the tune of 1.25 million. So, talk about uh, what you guys have done. You're now the CEO. Update us on what's going on.
2: Yep. So, every single company I've started, you guys may know this, I've always started with one name and changed it. <laughs> <laughs> so, job keys became techies, hot gigs became jobs to web, track if became my alerts. And uh, we really are doing the same thing here. Web clip drop. You kind of got to start a business with one name and let it take on its personality and character and let customers tell you. What they think the name should be. And I'm a big winner. Uh, I love descriptive names of things. And so, where we started with Web Clip Drop, thinking, hey, this is easy. It's a web clipboard. People can clip things and then drop things, right? Like that was pretty easy. Uh, but man, people would just mutilate the word, you guys. I mean, some of our best customers were calling it Web Click Drop and Click, uh, you know, all kinds of stuff. And so, we needed a faster, easier name and one that was a little bit more fun. And suited for the bigger uh, story that we were going after. And that's really where we landed on Zap Info, right? People want speed, they want productivity, they just want to zap things and have them work. And we felt like the name really embraced what we're after which is this ability to, you know, I want to drop my application in and I want to, you know, have it be uh, zapping productivity and results to to my teams and to the people. And so that's really what drove most of the name change. And yes, I came over. I am effectively here as of August 1st, uh, running and building the business full time. I would love to say this is my last startup, but I said that about the last <laughs> business. <laughs> But I'll tell you, it's great to come back to the recruiting and talent. And even we we do a lot with sales and and marketing as well. But uh, it's really fun to come back to the talent industry and kind of act like the distribution cap, if you will, because we really get interesting visibility guys on the back end. Just like Uber kind of has what they call their God view. I kind (laughs) of I kind of get something like that, because as we have thousands of users every day, you know, zapping talent off the boards and off the search engines and off of directories and uploading lists and all that other stuff and watching that data kind of flow like the matrix in and out of all these applications to see, you know, where are people getting use? Where is information traveling to as it goes through the recruiting process and um, understanding and analyzing the intelligence. So we've got a big uh, kind of AI tool that's studying all these profiles and looking at the types of talent, the categories, the geographies, the experience levels, Where are those things getting sourced Mm -hmm. from? So at some point, it'll be really fun for us to be able to provide that data intelligence back to the talent acquisition communities to help them understand really, you know, what does the time to fill look like and what sources are the best sources for talent and what types of companies and things are uh, you best going to be focusing after. And so beyond just being a fun little uh, application that makes it easy for me to zap a resume in and out right behind that is a tremendous amount of intelligence that we can garner over time as we as we get to critical mass so the
1: money who, who wrote you a check and what are you going to do with it
2: yeah so you know i've been fortunate enough to raise a little over 125 million dollars so far in my in my businesses and so i've got some street cred with the the venture world and was really fortunate to get a company called rally ventures um, which is minneapolis-based but also san francisco-based so they're the only only firm, I believe, that has those two connecting points, which is important, but they're very big in the technology space. They were some of the early investors in like Jigsaw and a couple of business models that were really close to what we're doing. Uh, Seven Peaks Ventures is out of the Oregon marketplace, and they're also very deep in the technology and data space. And then lastly, it's a group called Great North Labs, which is one of these venture firms that's right up here in Minneapolis, just getting started. And uh, we wanted to uh, make sure they were involved to try to give them some love. And of course, myself and a couple of their angels, uh, have funded it to this point, And we're also participants in this round as well.
1: And what are you going to do with the money?
2: Yeah. So the money is really largely helping us scale very quickly. So we picked up Susan Dunham, who was my VP, one of my big sales leaders at Jobs to Web and was a rock star. She's with me now. She's already leading the group. Um, we've also picked up a, a sales account manager. Uh, Peter's doing more with partners and channels. Uh, Lynette Berg, my wife, is actually our chief happiness officer. And her expertise Aww. is knowledge, Uh, knowledge bases and onboarding customers and supporting web uh, applications. So she's already built out our whole video training library and our knowledge base,
0: so you're putting the band, you're putting the band back together. Is what I'm hearing.
2: We got some of the band back together, and of course, you know, every I've gotten calls from every event manager, from yeah, HR Tech to SourceCon to whoever is all uh, lining up here, and, and we're certainly going to be participants in a lot of the shows and events. But really, we want to do a lot of these local events, guys. Not not always just the big show stuff. Like we're sponsoring the the I think it's called the S7 event up in uh, Seattle, right? And that th- those are our people, right? Those really deep hardcore jerry langhan's kinds marvin smith kinds of people that uh, are using the tool every day constantly emailing us saying make it do this and that and i think you guys know i'm kind of a relentless innovator and i love to hear from customers what feature they want next and uh, put it live within seven days or less uh, because i think that's what wins at the end of the day right you don't get into these two-year product cycles with crap i mean you got a Almost have an F five button in your development team, and so I'm really fortunate. That I've got some of the best developers I've ever worked with behind me. On so this one. so. A,
0: within the system itself, can I go and talk about the enrichment property? Right. So can I go into my applicant tracking system and then look at, look at individuals who are like six months, maybe even older. And can I enrich that data or maybe even new contacts that are, that are pushed into my ATS? Can I, can I enrich out of my ATS?
2: Yeah. Sometimes the very first place a person sees a person is when they've applied, right? Mm -hmm. And because application processes can be really shitty. Um, they might've only given you their name, their business card and their current employer. So what you can do is highlight the name of the person, right? Click on them and zap info will instantly take you to their LinkedIn, their Twitter, their Facebook, their GitHub, whatever social properties you want and you just hit enrich and it'll literally go and pull all that information and then you can just literally hit edit on the guy and paste and it'll refill out all of the information. Okay. So, Everything people was do, were doing manually around that, right? Because mm-hmm. you would just do those things and copy and paste and all that other stuff. That's everything that we've automated with the tool.
0: So can I just set that to do it automatically as I go in so that I don't, I mean, because again, recruiters, these are still tasks that recruiters have to do before they actually make the call. So can I just set up to do it automatically as soon as I get into a system or maybe somebody applies to my recs? Can I get the system to automatically enrich the contacts as they get into the system so that I don't even have to do that one step.
2: All right. So you just passed your interview for product manager. Uh, You've been peeking at our 2019 whiteboard. Um, (laughs) <laughs> so so this year, we're, we're really working on what I'll call the outside-in method of enriching data, yeah. right? Uh-huh. So it's a lot of that kind of stuff. And we already have built the API frameworks that we're building data bridges uh, that are API-friendly to a lot of the bigger platforms, the SAPs, the IBMs, all that kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, and as we do that, right, we are going to build what I'll call a punch-out or an embedded system so that maybe if even somebody joins my talent community and all I have is their email address. The Zap Info tool will take that data and fill in all of the rest of the information, almost real time. So those are things that we're going to be putting into the twenty nineteen roadmap.
1: Doug, we talk a lot about on the legal challenges of scraping LinkedIn. Uh, you're probably familiar with the uh, the High uh, legal case. Um, Talk about that. You know, Microsoft owns GitHub now as well. So I assume that GitHub will be a little tougher to start to stop sort of, you know, grabbing information. Is that a threat to your business? Does it keep you up at night? Give us give us your thoughts.
2: Yeah, so look, the good news is, we didn't build a big scraping thing, right? That can help us to harvest all the public profiles and then basically try to get people to come to us and search for data so they don't have to go to LinkedIn. That's not what this is at all. I mean, I think you guys would agree, For especially people that have bought LinkedIn recruiter licenses, there's a legitimate business need for that recruiter once they found somebody and built a relationship. And that relationship evolves into the candidate applying or wanting to move forward. You've got to get the data off of the social network and into your internal application. Right. So... That's a legitimate business need, and if anything, what we've done is just made that kind of person-by-person, record-by-record data movement a little bit easier, right? Because today, people are dropping the PDF file and then reparsing it into their application system, which is also a violation of the terms of service, or they're copying and pasting data field-by-field into their ATS, which takes 30 minutes, and it's a total pain in the butt. And at the end of the day, we're closer to the Mac operating or Windows operating system, where you're just copying and pasting data over into those um, applications And I don't think that LinkedIn's going to sue Mac or I or you know Microsoft and say hey shut down the copy paste feature uh, because you know that breaks our terms of service And so at the end of the day it's really on the user themselves. To, to not violate the terms of service, right? Yeah. Um, and, and we follow that. We actually have controls in place in the Zap Info system that even if a company said, look, we don't want any of our users to be able to even clip a profile, we can prevent that. So we actually, by being in the browser, can help companies to deploy whatever policy they want around when, how people contact folks. Right. And actually some of the biggest problems we're seeing today is eight recruiters from the same company might all recruit the same guy on on LinkedIn and it's spamming their users, right? And LinkedIn's not doing a lot to help prevent this where the Zap info system will easily be able to do that, right? So they can deploy business rules that says, whether they're on LinkedIn or the same guy's on Monster or the other, you know, somewhere on Facebook, I can literally help the recruiters of a company to say, whoa, hold on, you know, maybe three of us have already been in touch with this person. Let's, you know, have you not reach out to them so that we can, you know, make sure we've got a better candidate experience with the with the universe, if you will, from the outside in of our company instead of just everyone going crazy and and firing stuff up. So
0: well, and you should be able to know that out of the out of the applicant tracking system, right? So you should be able to use a, a, a primary signal out of the ATS.
2: Yep. But you know what? Um, that's a – it's a difficult thing because, one, recruiters aren't checking into the ATS before they go off and start rifling, you know, connecting requests out to everybody. So mm-hmm. you have to be a black box inside of where they're doing their outreach in, in everyday living, right? right. So. Uh, we have to be able to be right in their dashboard, if you will, of communication, which is the browser. And then secondly, you know, one of the biggest things is I don't know about you guys, but some companies are spending a lot of money on LinkedIn and other big networks. No. And if I ask them what's your ROI <laughs> or how are you measuring the effectiveness. I have no clue. They have no idea. I have no clue. And so but the beauty is when people are zapping someone out of LinkedIn recruiter and putting them into their smart recruiters, we we just like in the old applicant days, remember Chad, we stopped asking applicants where they came from. We're doing the same thing here. We basically hard tag the source of those candidates into the system and putting attribution around who the recruiter was and what the source was. And then we marry that data together. And so at the end of the day, LinkedIn should be super jacked because their companies are going to get way more hires out of the system. They're going to get much more credit for it and therefore should be able to drive even more and higher subscription rates in the future.
0: And I can actually take a look at all of my recruiters and I can take a look at activity and also productivity because of the attribution of the candidates who are coming through the pipelines and who uh, is actually getting hired into those positions.
2: Exactly. And today, if you do a sourcing report, even in like your greenhouse or your lever, Uh the the data fields are typically never filled in. So you get like one guy on the report because a recruiter was feeling generous (laughs) and put the source code in Whereas all of a sudden, after the first thirty days, right, because it's automatically being done as a part of the automation process, their reports come to life. So they're coming to life inside of their core system, or we've built these great dashboards that can also marry up the data and help them uh, get visibility to them on our side as well. So
1: Doug, there's a ton of competition in this arena, not just with you know startups and players like you. But we look at, you know, Google, Facebook, LinkedIn, which we talk about a lot on the show with matching and hey, just post your job and we'll magically go into our database and deliver you candidates that match your, you know, your requirements on a silver platter. Um how do you guys differentiate yourself in a very competitive market to cut through the clutter and, and really get to the, the customer?
2: You're right. There, there's, you know, 80, 80 uh, little micro competitors in this space. And at the end of the day, we never want to be an application guys. We always just want to make every other application better. So that's what's kind of interesting about being a productivity or companion application is our job is to actually just, you know, help these things all work together better. But we've also combined a lot of stuff, right? So, I mean, a A lot of people were using Data Miner and a bunch of these tools to kind of capture data. And then there's a whole bunch of tools that help you to find email addresses and phone numbers, like Lucia's and all these other guys. And we actually work with a lot of them. So, literally behind the scenes, we will take and use almost every API we can get our hands on, from Full Contact to Pipple to Clearbit. Those are the data engines behind how we're doing the enrichment. But a recruiter that used to have to do those one at a time and then compare the fields and see which one got the email right, that's hours of work. Our thing does it all in one blink of the eye. And then there's a lot of other folks that will say, OK, then take this data and try to integrate it into, you know, your Taleo, your ATS and whatever. And we, again, that whole thing is kind of what we've smashed together here and put into a single application. And then, Chad, to your point, while we're doing these data transactions and doing source mapping, that's great, but we're also going to be adding... Um, kind of a Fitbit for recruiting kind of a thing. So because we're in the browser, I can beyond, you know, the hard action of clipping and transferring profile data, I'll be able to actually say, hey, this recruiter over here, he's the guy that's on LinkedIn. He's viewing this many profiles. He's doing this many searches. He's uh, connected with this many people. He's had this many interactions because all of that data just lives on those networks. And none of it actually gets analyzed and looked at for those key performance indicators about what makes a great recruiter or what justifies a LinkedIn recruiter seat. Or even, as you guys know, you might buy a $100,000 job board subscription and find out nine months in, no one's even logged into the goddamn thing. So, you know, we want to be the tool that as people are making these investments, we're literally giving you a weekly report as that leader and as individual actors within those systems to say, you know, you had... Your company bought you this this tool and this access, and here's how much you're using it. Here's how much you're using it against other people in the company to try to gamify and actually bring productivity enhancement to those investments that they're making.
0: So how do you cut through the actual clutter? And say, hey, look, Zap. You need everybody needs to use Zap, and and here's why. I understand that you're looking at uh, all these different AI solutions that do waking the dead and enrichment and all this other fun stuff, but this is the one reason why we stand above everybody else.
2: Yeah, look, I mean, I, I'm an investor in a lot of the AI businesses, <laughs> but I think, uh, I I think I think they they serve a very different function, right? I mean, uh, what they can do to to automate the recruiting process is fantastic, right? But at the end of the day, all of that interaction and activity still has to be translated and come into my internal systems. Uh And recruiters are still going to be doing business around information, whether it be profiles and contact information and setting up interviews and debriefing interviews and onboarding people. And all of those data transactions are things that AI and bots are many years away from being able to just automatically do. Uh, and if anything, we'll work in conjunction with them. So we've actually got some really neat partnering things coming up, where Zap Info, our IA tool, right, our information automation tool, can actually work with an uh, uh, you know an artificial intelligence tool right. to really get you close to what might be a full cycle recruiting uh, solution that is something we you know might mitigate a lot of these platforms. Uh, to be in real trouble here in about two to four years. <laughs> so,
1: Doug, what does is, what is sourcing look like in five to seven years?
2: You know, Joel, I think we're finally going to get back to uh, are going to count a lot. I mean, um, you know, the whole promise of the social network was that when I link to you and you link to me, or if I friend you and you friend me, uh, that there's a relationship that happens there. And I I can maintain it. I can update it through my ambient awareness of everything that's happening and manage a bigger group of people without losing connections to them. And I'm astonished, even when we work with some recruiting teams today and we show them how they can use Zap Info to not only find connections connect and uh and capture and start stuff they still want to kind of stay behind this wall they still don't want to hit the connect button on LinkedIn they just want to hit the in email button on LinkedIn because they don't really want they want to get feedback on a transaction or a requisition but they don't really want to have a relationship with people yeah. and I, I and I think that's got to change I really think that if you get rid of all the noise and all the busyness of a a recruiter, and they really can build a a kind of their own personal community as an extension of the corporate brand and maintain relationships with people as they go through their entire uh, career process, I just think that that's gonna be where, you know, we've reached the apex of what's possible uh, in a socially connected world where it's super relevant and and super rich and feedback is real and uh, full. And we get away from this black box, Nobody ever hears anything to to you know a super white glove kind of a service uh, where you know recruiters are valued based upon. I mean, imagine interviewing a recruiter and literally, there's you know you're bringing literally this portfolio of all these relationships that you have that you could help bring to a company. And I think that's going to be kind of where the big value of who a sorcerer and who a recruiter is in the future.
0: That sounds like that sounds like the end game. I mean, from 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 my side, but when you look at human humans, they're, we're lazy, right? So this makes it easier for them not to be so lazy because they can get that data, but still they have to go through that manual process in some cases. But what you're saying is end game, that's going to be something that's plugged into their process. Is that what I'm hearing?
2: Well, I would challenge you to say I've not met many lazy recruiters. Um, I have met a lot of intolerant recruiters. <laughs> You know what I mean? I yeah. think we can confuse laziness with intolerance because we have forced them to work with shitty applications and yes. bad processes and you know waiting around and putting limitations on them and all these other things and in a world where everyone's got access to the same people, right? I mean, everyone's got access to everybody. Then people that know how to use those platforms and can put rocket boots on and can run faster and do more and get rid of the friction points are going to be the ones that really have a competitive advantage. And that's where I saw, you know, for our ability to run across, if you will, it's kind of like, have you ever seen that? What's that game show where you, the big balls, you know, you gotta <laughs> run across all these big balls, wipe out, right? You know, you, that's in essence it's an
0: essence I was hoping <laughs> you were talking about right now. And not some you know game show that Joel uh, watches. hey <laughs> yeah.
2: Wipe. But but I think that the people that can navigate those things and really drive results, I mean, people love to get shit done and and their frustration level and absolute anger, like anger level uh, discussed with their applications and their stack and the technologies that get thrust on them are everything that we're trying to eliminate uh, as we bring the, the platform to bear. Doug.
1: Chad asked about one end game. I'm going to ask about another. What is the end game for the company? Are you going to flip this baby like your other companies? Are you in this thing for the long haul? Um, And after that, break down uh, pricing for me.
2: Yeah, look, I mean, we're just getting started here, right? So, and we even just got our funding and all of our developers on full time. So, I'm always a put your head down and build value in the business and get it to scale. So, we've got a good couple of years of just open field running right now. Um, And it's awesome. I mean, I'm literally on 8 to 10 demos a day and these are big companies right and when we show them it's always fun as you guys know to show a technology where people didn't know they needed it and in the minute they see it like our demos last 18 minutes and people hang up the phone and say god damn it send me a proposal um and we've even had one gal dead silent on the phone after we showed her some of the functionality. I'm like, hello, did I lose you? And she's like, no, I hate to admit it. I just peed my pants. <laughs> so I was just like, Mike, I'll tell our developer. <laughs> He'll love that. Um, but it's really fun to bring that kind of very simple... Uh, technology. It's an instant on thing, instant ROI thing. But, you know, we've still, like I said, are just getting started, Joel. And for the foreseeable future, we're going to just keep building this. As you guys know, i got a lot of folks I know in the business. We can help scale it uh, pretty pretty quickly. Um, And yet we do well. I mean, even with pricing, you'd mentioned, Joel, we're less than a cup of coffee a day. I mean, we charge $40 a month for unlimited uh, utilization of the tool at a user level. I mean, that's fantastic, yeah. right? Um, and we have some companies that literally save $30,000, $40,000 per user per year in just either productivity or direct contact costs, and then uh, can help them get visibility to stuff they've just never seen before. So it's a very affordable solution. Uh, it may not be that cheap this time next year, but but in our first year here, it's a great time uh, to get, get your company on board and get everybody um, trained up and uh, utilizing it. Oh, no. Beautiful.
1: Well, that's the bell, Doug. And you know what that means. It's time to face the firing squad. And uh, we're going oh, yeah. to get into Chad.
0: All right, Doug. I've, I've got to say that I, I have a soft spot in my heart for, for Doug Berg, just so everybody knows. I think, dude, the integrations, the BPI piece, is legit. Focusing on information automation, the IA piece, because AI really isn't there yet. So being able to create that bridge is a great story. And that is incredibly smart. Uh, Focusing on the staffing and RPO side of the house, really focusing your sales efforts there. I can't say that enough right out of the gate because they're looking for efficiencies and that's exactly what you can provide. Uh, Along with, here's the big thing for them. And You probably already know this recruiter attribution, source attribution, and then being able to show them almost like their own very own God mode within their ecosystem. The only thing that I need to be able to see this thing just explode, and I know that if anybody can do it, you can do it, is the automated enrichment piece. So at that point, when you guys get there, I need to know that right now you guys are getting a huge golf clap because I think you're definitely on your way. As soon as you hit that automated enrichment piece, it's going to be like a skyrocket, dude. Couldn't
1: agree more. <laughs> <laughs> All right. I'm up. A little story about Doug and his last company, Jobs to Web. Jobs to Web launched shortly after I launched a company called HR SEO, mm-hmm. uh, which both sought to you know, capitalize on the SEO trend at the time. And I always felt like I knew SEO better than you guys, Doug, but you guys... Executed your asses off. You had the, 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 the contacts, the wherewithal, the money. Like execution was key in that business. I don't know the techies company as well as Jobs to, to Web, but I really love companies in our space that understand the market, that have contacts existing already, um, that understand the money game that you don't want to go raise $50 million tomorrow. At raising 1.25 to get us to our next milestone makes sense. Um, so, for those reasons alone, um, I'm a big fan of what you're doing. I think that as a business, um, this is an incredibly competitive space. But I trust that you'll have the team and the, the knowledge and the historical sort of perspective to say, "Here's the pivot that we need to do, here's the direction we need to go, here's what we need to build." Uh, and for those reasons alone, I'm going to give you a big applause.)
0: Woo-hoo!
2: Woo!
1: Now, what do you have to say for yourself?
2: I couldn't be more happy uh, that you guys had me on the show today. I feel like I've avoided the shark bite in my ass, which is always a good thing. But to all due credit, back to you, Joel. I mean, you, you, you know, hearing your early SEO talks and what you were doing there was, you know, a huge thing that kept inspiring us to keep going. And what you were doing down the consulting thread, we were doing from a platform thread. And I think that's the only difference uh, between kind of what ended up being where we went. And you know, frankly, the jobs to web business, while well, it started with SEO, very quickly pivoted, you know, and and went into a full platform play to become the first recruitment marketing platform. And look at what's happened, right? I mean, there's all these guys now, Smashfly and Phenom and Jai. Yep. Uh, I just love it. I love watching that continued innovation happen. And I think the biggest thing that's interesting from my point of view is you guys remember Industries used to love enterprise software where everything yep. was integrated, right? I mean, we're all sitting back and waiting and Oracle bought Taleo and eh, we all thought every – and I think that's the thing I see most on the top level is that a lot of these executive leaders are still waiting for a single platform that's fully integrated. Nope. It's not going to happen. If anything, there's a proliferation uh-huh. of applications that's happening and the very smart people are the ones that are going to learn how to synthesize, not integrate uh, these systems and be able to buy applications that can seamlessly take free friction Out and add mm-hmm. value to each other, and that to me, I think, is where the the, the smarter strategy plays are going to happen in the future. And we're excited awesome. to be a part yeah.
0: of. Yeah. How does it feel to be the grandfather of recruitment marketing platforms?
2: How did I go to being a grandfather, dude? I mean, <laughs> Jesus, man! A founder innovate like stay with the baby talk, not of this like grandpa this. <laughs> stuff, <laughs> grandpa
1: godfather yeah yeah. hey doug tell us again where we can find out more about uh zap info
2: hey we'd love to have everybody come and give it a whirl at zapinfo.io which is you know stands for in in, input output come on joel you know this io man
0: i thought it was indian oceans (laughs) country code right no (laughs) good lord we We out
1: we out This has been the Firing Squad. Be sure to subscribe to the Chad and Cheese podcast so you don't miss an episode. And if you're a startup who
0: wants to face the Firing Squad, contact the boys at chadcheese.com today. That's www.c-h-a-d-c-h-e-e-s-e.com.